0: Hey Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listening to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me. Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch. One of our youth pastors asked his campus pastor if he could have a bonfire at an event on their campus. The campus pastor granted permission. Neither of them realized there's a law that requires them to get a burn permit from the city. Someone showed up and ticketed our youth pastor for the violation. The campus pastor made me aware, and I asked permission to reimburse the youth pastor for the fine since he had told him it was okay to do this. The ex-pastor and I had concerns that this will set an unhealthy option. I have contacted our insurance agent. He thought this would also be not a good choice. One of his examples is if we ask a volunteer to drive some youth to a ski trip and his car slips out of control and causes an accident, what will we do? Our insurance will appropriately kick in where applicable, but the driver failed to keep control of his or her vehicle and is ticketed. Will we reimburse the volunteer for the fine because the volunteer wouldn't have had the accident if we hadn't asked him or her to drive the youth? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, first, isn't it just amazing that they do the bonfire and someone just happens to show up and they get ticketed. <laughs> I just laughed on this one. It's like, this is church 101. <laughs> no good deed will go unpunished. But here's what I said to this pastor. I find this issue an interesting one, and my response may surprise you. I would not have the youth pastor pay the fine. The youth youth pastor got permission for the bonfire from the campus pastor. The responsibility has now shifted to the campus pastor. It's not on the youth pastor anymore. If anyone is gonna pay the fine, it might be the campus pastor. Since you had two staff pastors who were unaware of the local law, I would have the church pay the fine. It's a relatively inexpensive lesson for both staff people. And here's the lesson that they need to learn. Pastors need to consult with their facilities leaders or an executive pastor before doing something unusual. I mean, there's the key word. Hey, we've never done this before. Well, who should I talk to? Gotta run that up the flagpole, even if it sounds kind of dumb. That should be the tip off. We haven't done one of these before.
0: That's excellent advice. I'm going to write that down. I feel like many times as being in a role of CFO, or ex-pastor of a church, that phrase comes often. so now I'm going to use that as a flag to just call one of my fellow ex-pastors up and say, Hey, have you seen this? Well, when I
1: was a staff pastor in uh, Dallas, it was not my area, but I learned after the fact that a special event had done some repelling off a three-story building on the church campus and hadn't bothered to get, uh, uh, inform anyone, get any special insurance. And then we were like, well, we've never had an accident before.
0: Wow. Wow. It was great. Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to xpasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch. We have been getting a lot of conflicting opinions about whether churches need to apply for a dot number for the operation of church buses that require CDL drivers. My best understanding is that when you come across state lines and there is some sort of embedded charge for transportation, part of the event cost, perhaps, that we are required to have a dot number. But then I saw a list of states that required it, even within the state. Are churches exempt from this requirement though? It seems like it would increase our insurance requirements to $5 million and require a drug testing program. So it's a big step that I don't want to make needlessly. Thanks for your great advice and looking forward to hearing and reading your new Smart Money book.
1: Well, Tim, that was a good tongue twister, wasn't it? Dot yes. numbers, CDLs, you know, what, is, what are all these things mean? A lot of acronyms in there, too. Yes, there are. So I started uh, by reading for this answer because this is way above my pay grade. And on a lot of these, you just have to do some research because it's not things that you deal with every day. And even if I knew this two years ago, the laws change or I forget. So I found a wonderful article from Richard Hammer on the subject. Richard says this, Note that the United States Department of Treasury, that's U.S. DOT, that number is required if you're an interstate PMCP, regardless of business or non-business status. No fee is assessed to obtain a U.S. DOT number. You must complete Form MCS-150, Motor Carrier Identification Report to obtain a U.S. DOT number. The form can be found at saferfmcsa.dot.gov <laughs> That's <laughs> the, ball, the best we?
0: website ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, dot, dot, dot. Oh, that wow. form can be completed online, or you can print a copy of the form to complete and mail to the address indicated. If you don't have access to the internet, you can call the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration's toll-free number 800-832-5660. They have the form mailed to you. Now, I looked on the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration website, and they have a an article entitled "Faith-Based Organization-Related Transportation." That article validates what uh, Frank, I mean uh, Richard, mentioned about insurance levels. The required level of financial responsibility, insurance or other acceptable security, for a for hire interstate passenger transportation is determined by the highest seating capacity or vehicles. Vehicles with seating capacity of 15 or fewer passengers, including the driver, require $1.5 million of coverage, and $5 million is required for vehicles with a seating capacity of 16 or more, including the driver. There are some exemptions noted in the article. However, you would want to talk to the MFM CSA field office about whether your church fits those exemptions. Now, the great thing is they have a free 800 number, uh, 800-832-5660 that you can call, and they also have a number of field offices around the country. It really seems pretty accessible. I was impressed. So if you are exempt, it would do well to get that data in print, from the FMCSA. I don't know what that entails, but if you think you are, get it in print in an email or an opinion letter. I would have them send you a confirmation letter with the regulations and show how your church would be exempt. And remember, don't drive 15 passenger vans for church travel. They are unsafe. Drive 10 or 12 passenger vans there you are, Tim, a lot of acronyms, a lot of heavy duty regulations. And the bottom line is you got to call the feds on it.
0: Really? Yeah. Good advice. Um, it could be something as simple, Hey, let's just get a church van to uh, move some students in our youth group, but from interstate uh, laws to insurance, to, uh, just general best practices. There's a lot that goes into church vehicles,
1: but you know, and Tim, Uh, with Tim in Texas, interstate travel is not that much of a problem. From Austin, it's like 500,000 miles to the nearest border. (laughs) But up in Maryland, you're crossing state lines
0: all the time. Oh, yeah, all the time, whether it's in Pennsylvania, New York. um, It's not another state, but it's Washington, D.C., another district. So um, definitely check with your local uh, laws. From around the globe. You tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, submit your question on expastor.org. Your question will get a personal reply from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting xpastor.org.